Welcome to week three of our special edition Warp Tour band announcement after show, featuring myself, Keith Settles, and Wasim Bazi. Before we get to this show, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of the Kill Rock Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Free 30-day trial. What? Free audiobook download. Say what? That's right. Go to www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, for your iPhone, for your Kindle, for your MP3 player, for everything. That is www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. We are going to begin this episode with an amazing band out of Seattle, Washington. We played them on Monday. We're going to have them on the show again pretty soon. This is Numbers with their song, Legally Speaking.
<clears throat> Welcome to another episode of the Kill Rock Podcast Special Warp Tour Band Announcement Unofficial After Show. Today we are going to talk about bands that we know nothing about. Well, at least for the most part. <laughs> Wasim is back here. And uh, what up, y'all? How you doing, Wasim? Doing all right. Getting over a little cold. So if I sound a little uh, nasally or something, that's why. You got your sound uh, equipment back. I do, I do. Uh, recorded some demos for this project uh, that I'm working on. Well, I guess this band that I'm working on. Okay. Am I, <clears throat> am I involved? Am I in it? You want to be in it? You can fly over here to Michigan. Well, why we can't we have a practice? Well, we can have I, a tryout. Well, what do you what do you need? Huh? What do you need? Literally everything. It's just me and my friend writing songs right now. But why don't you just send me some stems, <clears throat> and I will put some votes. <laughs> I'll put some Vokes, and if it doesn't work out, I'll just stay here and not really be too butthurt that you denied me. Sounds good. Sounds good. I could be like Kanye and just deny everybody that I asked to come into the studio. <laughs> so uh, this has actually been a crazy week. Earlier this week, uh, they announced the the new class into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if you really want to talk too much about that. How big of a fan are you of Green Day? You know, I used to love them. I know everybody says that. I can appreciate like um their their some of their newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I have to be honest, I haven't heard any of like the Uno Dos Tres or the uh 21st Century whatever those two albums are. Um but if if you said that American Idiot wasn't genius, you're an idiot. If you said that like if you said that you never heard like green of green day or if you've ever said like you don't like any green day songs i'd venture to say you're lying you know what i mean like i i I totally get you and i will say american idiot is not all that it's cracked up to be i don't know man i was waiting for you to call me an idiot you have a lot of listeners that would disagree even people who you know and when it came out the whole thing was this isn't punk this isn't like right. Green Day pop punk. This is like almost radio rock, but just like from a songwriter's aspect. And, you know, we talked about this the first time I came on as, right. a, as a co-host. Bands evolve. You know, bands evolve. And uh, Green Day definitely evolved. And American Idiot was the album that was kind of the starting point of their later chapters. And the end of all their their younger years, which I'm sure they still play all those hits that they wrote when they were 18, right. you know, well, because... who knows? they might not, yeah. they might, they might just play like, you know, their latter days. See, for me personally, I, I was never really a big fan of green day per se. Yes. There are some songs that I enjoy, but for the most part, I just never really got into them. But I, I think most of the debate nowadays, and I know this is for warp tour, but I feel like this is something that I personally want to talk about because the rock and roll hall of fame has been under, uh, some a lot of scrutiny the last couple years especially with kiss not being uh inducted for i think 15 years but nirvana being a first ballot green day is a first ballot uh i don't know do you feel like green day is worthy enough to be a first ballot hall of famer well the the first two questions that come to mind is one what is the rock and roll hall of fame like how are they making these decisions? What are the guidelines? Or I guess what are the what's the criteria to get in? And two, how old does the band have to be? I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I want to say like eight years ago, and all the band it was like all 
50s, 60s, and some 70s music, it was, you know, there was not that much from the 80s, 90s when I went. Right. And uh, I wondered why, because I was like, dude, there's all these huge bands. Why aren't they in this? And, um, but I know in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or at least a lot of Hall of Fames, hockey, baseball, and stuff, I think you don't you have to be a certain. Met, uh, you know, a certain amount of years after your band breaks up, or yeah. you have to be so old. Like, I think there's some kind of criteria it's, to that. It's 25 years after your debut album. Really? In okay. Green, yeah, I didn't know Green that. Days, in Green Day's case, it was an EP they put out in 1989. Just the EP made it, or Green Day, like, no, as Green a band? No, Green Day made it, it but their first album came out in 1989. Weird. And I think it was the same with Nirvana. I think Nirvana might have released their first album in 88. And that's why they were inducted last year. But Nirvana didn't even hit it big until they came out with... Um, uh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Um, but even with Nirvana, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of theories about Nirvana, about their uh, longevity, so to speak, in the mainstream. Uh, but it's not really relevant for nowadays. But with Green Day... I don't know if there's so much a first ballot, uh, especially when, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan is barely getting into the Hall of Fame. But Stevie Ray Vaughan is probably one of the greatest guitar players of all time. And he's barely getting to the Hall of Fame. Yet, Green Day and Nirvana, they're being inducted right away. Well, like I said, what's the criteria? Is it, like, is it album sales? I mean, I don't think it could be in today's market. Is it, like, tickets sold? Like... Does it have to do with money at all? Is it, I don't know, like, what? what's the criteria? Why is Green Day getting in? And like you said, Stevie Ray Vaughan having hard, a hard time. Right. Um, besides the fact that Green Day is just more popular. Like, and if you're an older, <laughs> if you're an older guy, you might disagree, but I don't know if Stevie, could Stevie Ray Vaughan go on an arena tour? I don't know. I'm not a fan. Um, right. T- t- in today's world, you know what I'm saying? Um, in 25 years, is One Direction going to be inducted? You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's a weird question. But if you're talking about that, like what, like why, what else does Green Day have over an artist like Steve, Stevie Ray Vaughan besides like f- fame now in the now? You know what I'm saying? Right. I think. Uh, well, I think American Idiot most likely had something to do with it. Um. Because, I mean, it is their most popular album to date. Yet, Dookie actually sold over 10 million albums. You know, they got a diamond record. Uh, that's not too shabby. But they also they also created a new generation of music, probably without even thinking about it. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, they came... They, and I think, they came it, up, I think it was the same with Nirvana, too. But keep going. They came up right around the time that, you know, Blink-182 came up. And mm-hmm. I don't think they're half as influential as Blink-182 has been. Um, but I do think that they were a huge influence on most of the bands that we hear today as far as if you listen to Blink, I feel like you listen to Green Day. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I feel like you can make the argument that Blink-182 is the most influential band of all time um, as far as like bands go. I understand you have your Elvis, you have your michael jackson and stuff like that but as far as like punk or the beatles even but as far as like punk bands go like this whole pop punk genre kind of became what it became because of blink 182 but i would say green day piggybacks on that right because all the you know um 
we're kind of focusing on Green Day. Nirvana did the same thing, yeah. you know. Think about all the music that we listen to nowadays that would have never, like, all this, like, like, we talk about them every week, but the Chariot, you know what I'm saying? Like, would they would they be busting things around, like, if Nirvana wasn't doing it first, you know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe that's it. I mean, Stevie Rivine was a great guitar player, but do I know that he changed the game? Like, I don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally that could, hear, I hear you. That could be a factor. That could be a factor in it. I think that could be the thing with Joan Dett. Jo- Joan Dett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Dett. Joan Dett. It's, yeah. I think it could be uh, said uh, for Joan Jett as well because, uh, I mean, she did inspire a whole batch of female artists. <clears throat> we were talking about the criteria and how they judge. Um, I still don't feel Green Day being a, a good first ballader even though, because there's a lot of bands out there that – could have been their first ballad but weren't i do know the way that they vote is kind of crazy because it's like a committee that votes and a lot of that committee is part of the old guard when the rock and roll hall of fame started uh and like you said when you were going when did you go in the early thousands maybe mid thousands or 90s uh no it was like 2005 2004 i think right but yeah the rock the rock and roll hall of fame is uh it's a pretty cool place. Um, just like any museum, they have exhibits rotating in and out and in and out and in and out. And then they have one like room at the end from what I remember, um, where all the inductees are like written on this wall or whatever. And like I said, it was mostly like 40s, 50s, 60s, like blues and and jazz artists that kind of shaped the very, very, like, you know, molded the, the silhouette of what music is today. Right. You know, um, I did not see very many things, but if we want to bridge this to the actual topic today, a cool, a cool thing. When I was there, there was a huge warp tour exhibit and I'm not making yes. this up for the show. I know I'm not making true. this up for the show. You're right. Um, and, uh, that was a really cool thing. And that was a pleasant surprise for me. And then side note, uh, Billy talent was playing in the city that day. I was actually there for a hockey tournament. So I, this was just by accident that I was there. Okay. Um, and Billy talent was playing and they were there at the, at the hall of fame. And I got to just like talk to him for a second. They asked me if I was going to the show and I got some stuff signed, et cetera, et cetera. That was pretty cool. But that point aside, um, the Warp Tour exhibit was pretty sweet. Uh, it started from the 95 one and then they kind of just had this timeline and then they had, I don't want to say artifacts, but they had artifacts from Warp Tour like hung up over the dates that they were and they were just weird things like, uh, a drum that like Gogol Bordello used like <laughs> kind of like a hand drum that their singer would like beat. And then like, I don't know if you ever seen, but like the, he like throws it on the crowd and they hold, they hold that drum up and he climbs right. up to- on top of the, like weird things like that. And, uh, it was freaking sweet. But like I said, they change, they change exhibits all the time. And most of it is not like if you're going to the rock and roll hall of fame, blah, 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 Hall of Fame thinking, like, I'm going to go see all my favorite bands and their stuff. It's not what it's going to be. The rest of it was, like, the Allman Brothers and, like, you know, weird things like that that would not even, like, in your head, like, when you think of rock and roll, you don't really think of, like, these things. But it's more about what shaped rock and roll. And But, you know, if you go take your kids or your grandkids to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're going to be like, this is the crap that I listened to when I was your age, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're going to be going... What is this crap? You know, so that's how that's how that works. 
either way, that Warped Tour exhibit was really cool. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I think I was watching Fuse, and I think they did a thing on that. I am, I, I, it sucks that I don't live in that area because I would love to go check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what? One of these days I am going to go check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, these, let's kind of go back on the topic of Warp Tour, but kind of stay with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, what bands that are from the Warp Tour generation, let's call it the Warp Tour era, do you think could make or will make the Hall of Fame? Do you think No Doubt will make the Hall of Fame? Do you think Fall Out Boy will make the Hall of Fame? Like, who do you think? I mean, has Fall Out Boy been on the Warp Tour? I, I have no yes, idea. Yes, they've been on the Warp Tour a few times. Um, I don't know, because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is so mysterious to me, personally. Right. Like I said, I don't know criteria. I don't know what genres they cover. Well, there's um, one, I, one thing with their voting process that I do want to put out is, yes, they have the committee that votes, but once you you or your band has entered the Hall of Fame, you have a vote as well. So I don't know if that's why everything's changing and why these bands are making it. Well, I'll say this: if Green Day made it, Blink's going to make it. Yeah. If I they agree. if they're not already in there, um, I know they were on the Warp Tour. I would say Fall Out Boy is if if they were on the Warp Tour, like you said. Right. Um, Paramore may. You think Paramore will? I mean, if 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 Joan Jett made it, like <laughs> I think I think I think Haley Williams is pretty influential on a lot of freaking bands nowadays. Like, don't. No offense to any female-fronted bands, but a lot of you sound like Paramore. Yes, and we're probably going to talk about one in a minute. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. That's tough to say. It depends, like, punk genre. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I The bands that you said. I You know what? I totally forgot about Blink-182, but, yeah, that ha- they have to make it. Even though in... The aspect of time, Blink-182's fame didn't really last that long. But what they did was so influential. I mean, End of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, that was all like a four to five year, you know, uh, time where they were like huge. And then, uh, I mean, they had their own debacles. And I know they came out with the, I believe it was a self-titled as as Blink One Eighty Two as the prime like example, but not limited to Blink One Eighty Two. What bands do you think are around today or have started in our generation that are going to be the Rolling Stones, the Ooh. Beatles, the you know uh, Aerosmith, uh, Led Zeppelin, like those bands of tomorrow, where we are swearing by these bands, and our kids and our grandkids are just calling us fools. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're, you, like, we sit here and we say, like, dude, I love this band. It's so good. And then you got that one jackass in the back. He's like, you know, if it wasn't for my favorite band, then your band would never be playing music. <laughs> like, who are those bands today? Today. Oh, my gosh, dude. I honestly can't tell you. I don't think any of these bands are. Um, do, would you consider – are you talking about, like, bands that have been here, I'll around? Give, have been I'll give around? you a perfect example. Okay. I'll give you a perfect I full-heartedly believe today's Rush is Coheed and Cambria. Okay, yes. I totally agree with I you I don't there. think Rush was, like, I, I feel like they're on the same level. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. today, Coheed isn't, like, that uh, isn't, like, One Direction status, but they're not, you know, they're a huge band. Don't get me wrong, but they're right. not infamous. I don't think Rush was infamous at that time. I do think in our next generation 
to come, Coheed will still stick around, and you'll have those metalheads who still love Coheed. Yes. Just like we have these metalheads who still love Rush. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I have said it on the show. Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, 20 or 10 years from now, which would be 20 years from its release, I think it's going to be like, yeah, Rush or like Pink Floyd. A lot of people didn't even discover Pink Floyd until, you know, the 80s and the 90s. Like, they're going to, I think Coheed and Cambria is one of those bands that people are going to listen to in 10 years from, like 10 years from now and be like, I want to write music like that. And I think it's the same. I think it'd be say, said the same for any of the bands of the early 2000s. Um, that's not under oath because Lord knows the under oath well has been tapped and it's been tapped and it's dry. <laughs> you cannot do an under oath did not anymore. Um, but you know, if you're talking about like taking back Sunday or you're talking about the used or yes, Coheed and Cambria, I think those are, I think those three bands are a good example of styles that could last. Are we talking styles? Or are we talking about actual bands? Like, do well, you- I was, I was thinking about bands like, right. If you had to pick today's Beatles, if you had to pick today's Led Zeppelin, you know what I'm saying? But let me ask you this before we we hit, hit that. Do you think Coheed can make it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, man. You know what? I want to say yes because I think they have done enough to be able to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in this day and age. See, is Rush in, is Rush in the inducted already? I don't think so. Maybe. I could look And if it. not, will they be? Like, these are weird questions to ask. Sorry, these are weird questions to ask, but if, if like, like yes, we're saying. They were inducted, uh, did, they were inducted last year, I believe. Rush was. But. So then, Coheed someday, I could see it. Yeah. Cause I, let's, let's, let's face it, they're huge. They're a huge band, and they're highly, uh, I would say they're highly influential, even though there's not too many bands like Coheed. But just like just how Rush had like all the weird time signatures and Geddy yeah. Lee had that heat that like high voice and like all that crazy stuff. I think Coheed has all the same elements. Um and I don't see why they wouldn't follow in the footsteps of Rush. Now, moving on, what other bands are yesterday's bands? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would you say? Hmm. I think I can't get out from I cannot get keep myself from not saying Taking Back Sunday. Um because well, I, I think they're a band that I I didn't think that they would last as long as they have and they just wrote I would think their best record since they've even started. Uh Happiness is yeah, or yeah, is Happiness that the latest is. one? Yeah, that's the latest okay. one. <clears throat> um and wh- what band do you think that they kind of that that their path resembles from before the 90s or before, you know, the 80s or whatever, like. Uh, I would think The Who. I mean, I, uh, Adam's okay. Zara, he kind okay. of he kind of took, um, you know, the front man static, like, style, the way he acts on stage. Um, and The Who did do some, like, you know, you know, vocal stuff that Taking Back Sunday is doing. I think The Who are probably, I mean, I think they wrote uh, more complicated songs than Taking Back Sunday did, but... I could see, you know, Taking Back Sunday, taking up that path. I think any band from the early 2000s... Oh, okay. Do you think the Deftones would be one of those? I don't think... <sighs> man. They're kind the of Deftones. on the rocks, but they're one of those bands that are so influential on in the bands of the early 2000s. Like, 
I mean, if it wasn't for Deftones, we would not have had Thrice. We would not have had Norma Jean. Uh, I've heard it from Micah Kennard's vo- mouth himself, from O Sleeper, that if it wasn't for the Deftones, O Sleeper wouldn't have been existed. Um, do you think the Deftones are that big of a deal to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think they are. I, I got to be honest, they were just a little bit like... I think their popularity was just just before I started getting into music seriously, so I don't know too much about them. Okay, but they—I would say that they're colossal. Like they're a huge band; they have huge influence on the music scene. But it's almost weird because I don't know if you have this, and some listeners may think I sound really stupid, but I don't know anybody <laughs> whose favorite band is the Deftones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know anybody I, who like pops in a Deftones album and listens to it, but. Everybody knows them. Everybody's heard of them, and they sell out. I'm sure they sell out. You know, arenas if they play arenas or or theater shows or right. whatever. Like, so I think the only people I've ever heard that was their favorite band are people that are in bands or people that uh, you know they, they're just older. I guess I don't know. I've never met anyone my age. Like, you know, I mean. When was their peak? Like early '90s? Like uh, I don't know. I feel like it had to have been like the. It had to have been in the 90s somewhere, maybe early 2000s. I don't know. I don't really know too much about the Deftones, but I think that, you know, they, were they are famous. colossal. And I, oh, I yeah. think that they deserve a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just because of everything that that they've influenced and everything that like that they've done, even if I'm not a fan of them doesn't mean they shouldn't be in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally um, agree. I feel the same way about every band that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not a fan of the majority of them, but you know they got there because not only did they have you know the following that wanted to buy their records, uh, but they also had you know the sound that most likely created a new generation of artists. Uh, like I'm not a big fan of Nor- Nirvana at all. Like I don't really, I can't say I like Nirvana. But I love the bands that they have inspired. So I, I guess that's just where I stand. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Now with Go that ahead. said, uh, and I know a lot of people are probably listening to this and be like, hey, they're jibber-jabbering jibber around uh, on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But that's honestly not even the case because most of the bands that we've talked about have had something to do with Warp Tour. So... Today, they've announced five more bands. So now, uh, we're up to 16. 16 bands. Do I sound different? Uh, Do I sound different right now? I heard I heard a little bit of popping. A little bit um, of popping? Okay. me. But I don't think it was you. I think it was just the connection for a second. Oh, okay. Um, uh. <laughs> Sorry, I figured you were going to cut this out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, five more bands. So we're up to 16. Only one band I am excited to see. It's been one of those weeks. Probably why we've talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as much as we have. Because I, I'm. It's, it's either I've never heard these bands and then I listen to them and I'm still not into them. Or I'm just that in love with Fit for a King. Former guest of the Kill Rock Podcast, our first former guest on the Warp Tour. Woo! I'm stoked about that. I'm so stoked about that. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we've made a dent somehow. I don't know. But Solid State's own, Fit for a King. One thing I wasn't happy about was um, when they were announcing them, 
uh, they had to say a Christian band. This, these guys are a Christian band. Not a big fan of that, but I'm sure the guys in the band don't really care. I got to be honest. I hate that term. I um, do too. That, exactly. If you're, if, if you're not a worship band, why? Why even say it? Um, I'm a Christian. I've been in a Christian band, quote unquote. Right. But I didn't ever see a reason for me to go out and say I'm in a Christian band. And I don't know why people have to like you know it doesn't make sense right but oh. in order to avoid getting into this entire topic yeah, we're going not another talk hour about this. i'm just saying for like, them for them for, for them to be on it as that yeah to say that it's kind of weird but uh i don't know where i was going with that well, edit like, <laughs> to me to me it's like one of those things where it's like hey uh you know cross faith they're from Japan. So, yeah, they're from Japan. Uh, but you don't see, like, them saying, like, oh, so-and-so, they're an atheist band. Or so-and-so, they're a Mormon band. No. Right, right. They're a Christian band. And he didn't say <laughs> in a negative way. But the way that a lot of people can take it, it will be negative. It, I don't know. Yeah, it, well, it, first of all, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, Christian band. Without even hearing them, you're going to have pre uh, yes. preconceived notions, whether it's I don't like it, they're Christian, or I love it because they're Christian. It's just like the same way you don't say like, here's a whole wheat bread, a black band. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. It Kill doesn't make engage. sense. They have a black singer. Well, not even. Yeah, but exactly. Family Force 5, white boys. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And the the funny thing was they played a, uh, the video for their song Slave to Nothing during the interview. And the whole part was Maddie Montgomery's Montgomery. Montgomery. <laughs> what is wow, wrong dude. with me tonight? It wow. was Maddie Montgomery's uh, guest vocals. It wasn't even the actual lead singer. It was a singer from, from Ford today. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But I do got to say, so, I yeah, am they're Christian. shocked that these bands were all released on the same one. It's, you know, I no offense to these bands. Yeah. But it's almost like a throwaway of a week, I think. Yeah. I agree because I listen to as it is. I don't like the singer. He's too whiny for me. Beautiful bodies. We were talking about Paramore. They're like a mix of like Paramore and Echo Smith. Not my thing. Personally, I know it's going to be someone else's. That's what's important. My opinion doesn't really matter. It's the person that wants to listen to them. Uh, Crossfaith, they're... I, I think I said this last week when we were talking about Skrillex or maybe the week before, but I think Skrillex wrote music that was perfect for metal because Crossfaith blends in that, you know, uh, that dubstep sound. And then Splitbreed... It's it's like an EDM type group, not my thing either. Um, but yeah, there's no big names on this list, not at all. It's more international than anything. I wonder, you know, we talked uh, the previous weeks <clears throat> about Warp Tour already knowing what they're going to release and how they're going to release it and all right. this, like how much strategy is involved. I wonder what the heck they're up to with this week because. What, like, you kind of read these and you go, oh, I don't know anybody, and you're off the page. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Uh, Warp Tour probably has a bunch of hits on their website as far as checking in to see what bands are going to be on. But nothing, I, like, you'd have to really just be like, oh, Beautiful Bodies, I saw them once. I'll check them out again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Fit for a King, like, they might be your favorite band, but are they big? No. No? Are they everybody's favorite band? Absolutely no. not. Uh, it's not like a uh, a neck deep. It's not like a... Uh, uh, what was what was that? Uh, Bless the fall. Last I, I have yeah. I and was gonna say Bless the fall. Family Force Five. All these have been at least at one point somebody's favorite band. Right now, I'm not saying that these bands aren't good. I'm saying that they're not notable as in the industry. They're not notable to the average Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, Warp Tour uh, visitor goer. I don't know. Um, so it's it's kind of a weird. Uh, five bands to release at one time without anything else uh i would even see if they had one big band and then these little yeah uh sentiments that kind of just fell through uh but no it's really a weird uh it's like a bunch of mid-stagers and i know a lot of people are probably going to disagree with you and say uh neck deep neck deep isn't really a worthy band to be considered uh up there with like bless the fall but the thing is is that they did warp tour last year so the people that went to war warp tour last year they know neck deep well i don't know i don't know too much about these bands as far as how big they are they may be on the same level as neck deep or up but yeah. if you're not familiar with neck deep and you are familiar with bands like fit for a king and beautiful bodies let me let me just put this into perspective for you. Neck Deep is one of the next big things in their genre. And for them to release Neck Deep with handguns and hundredth right next to them, that makes a lot of sense. Now, if you're looking at this lineup so far, I don't know if these five bands like fit as far as like Fine. if you're if you're making a warp tour like list, like I gotta see these bands. I gotta see these bands. I don't think these five bands are gonna be on your list. I gotta be honest. Unless you're especially, a solid state fan, you'll get Fit for a King on there. But I don't think the right. average person is gonna. Hey, let's go see Fit for a King. Well, let's be honest. Warp Tour is gonna come out with a bunch of a bunch of metal and hardcore, and oh, yeah. I think even even then, Fit for a King is gonna be way down on your list mm-hmm. because they're gonna come out with ten or fifteen more bands that you're gonna want to see. Even more than this band. Now, you're always going to have room on the list at Warp Tour for one or two bands that you've never seen before that you're that you're going to just want to check out. Fit for a King may be one of those bands, but just kind of it's just kind of a weird release. It's just kind of a weird release to be like, here's these five bands. Um, like I said, and no offense to the bands, it's almost a throwaway. It's almost like, yeah, just check back next week. We'll come up with something cooler. Yeah, I mean we. You've had to expect that this was going to happen, though. They have so many bands to announce. Uh, that is true. They can't come out with something every... I mean, how do they do it? Do they do, they do it every week for a while and then release a bunch? Or is this this I is how they do it? I think releasing five or six, maybe four a week. Until until they announce everybody? Well, yeah. I guess, like, the main bands. I There's going to be local bands and stuff like that on... Oh, right, 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 right. ...so-and-so shows, but, yeah. So. Right but, on. Our picks from last week were not chosen this week. Nope, they weren't. I, in fact, I forgot what we picked. Uh, uh, let me. Open we have to notes. keep track of those. I we got to keep track of those because uh, we have a point system. I chose Paramore and Emerosa. Right, right. And right. You, you chose Motion City Soundtrack 
and the Menzingers. Menzingers, yep. Yeah, Menzingers. My microphone's being a little retarded. That's all right. I thought it was my computer, but as long as it's your stuff, it's that's my cool. stuff. Do I sound different? <laughs> uh, it's slowing down at points, just at points. But like I said, okay. I think it might be the connection. Yeah, it could be true. Um, this week, Wasim, you have the first pick. Delay for pause. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go mid-level band first. Okay. And I'm not saying this because they're my favorite band. I'm saying this because I really think that Warp Tour has a lot to uh, gain from it. But I'm going to say against me is going to uh, be on this Warp Tour. You think they're a mid-level band? Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, I think that they're they're pretty freaking big. But like, when I say mid level, I mean like they 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 do club tours. They play okay. like giant bars. They don't play like theaters. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they don't play stadiums. Uh, I do believe this is kind of weird, but I think that they, they did tour with the Foo Fighters one year, stadium tour. But that was it. Uh, every time they come to Detroit, they're always playing in a bar or something like that. I think against me, and the reason is is because. They did come out with an album, uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues, and their singer did just have a, a sex change. Yeah. And um, they've been on the Warped Tour before. Uh, they uh, have a lot of buzz for that. Um, and I think I think they'll be on this year. Uh, I hope they'll be on this year. Uh, they are my favorite band, but that's not the reason why I picked them. Um, <clears throat> High-level band... I have no idea. Um, There's not too many high-level bands that you could even choose. Um, did I pick Newfound Glory already? You did not, no. I might say Newfound Glory. Were they on last year? No. Uh, I know they were on two years ago, uh, but they did just come out with Resurrection. Right. So they might be on this year. Uh, maybe Taking Back Sunday. Maybe. Uh, I think they were on two years ago or three years ago, um, but you know, you know, I take that back. I don't think they'll be on this year. Um, <laughs> but Newfound Glory probably. Well, uh, I did say Paramore, so it makes sense if Newfound Glory made it. Right. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from the pop punk because I feel like that's like all I keep saying is like it's either going to be hot or pop punk or hot topic core. Right. And that is Warp Tour, if we're being honest. It's one or the other. But um, nowadays, at least. But those are the two bands that I'll probably stick with uh, against me, and uh, I'll say I'll just say Newfound Glory because I just I can't think of anything else. Okay. What about you? Well, my first mid-level band, it would sure. be Sleepwave, Spencer Chamberlain's new band, just released. What? Yeah, his new band. I had no idea. Yeah, they released Broken Compass. Uh, I want to say September, maybe October. Uh, I think they're for sure gonna be on the Warp Tour. My high level band, or my main stage level band, this is a limb. I'm going on a limb. 21 pilots. Very, very interesting choices. Yes. Um, I could see why Sleepwave would, would be on there, not knowing anything about them, but just the hype about 
Underworld's gone. What's what's next? Uh, it could be beneficial for both the band and for Warp Tour. Right. Twenty One Pilots, I know nothing about, um, but I could see that too. Yeah, they're huge. They're gonna, and I think they're gonna be bigger. I mean, and they're already playing on MTV. Uh, and you haven't heard from them in a little bit, quite a bit. I think they just finished their uh, world tour. Um, but I think they'd be perfect. I think they're on an album cycle, so most likely they might be able to do it. I think they'll probably do Warped Tour this year. All right, so we got Against Me. We have Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. You also picked Sleep Waves, uh, Sleep Waves and uh, 21 Pilots. So those are the those are the guesstimates for next week. <laughs> the guesstimates uh, for next week. And then we have. What, can you just list the other bands that we both thought? You know, it doesn't have to be in any order. Just, just so we can remember. So far, I have Paramore and Emerosa, Sleep. You gotta, and... Hey, you got a little delay on that. I think the microphone's co- or the speaker's like coming through the mic. Is that? Is it yeah, there we go. Okay. There we go. Uh, I have Paramore and Emerosa, uh, Sleepwave and Twenty One Pilots. You have Motion City soundtrack, The Menzingers. Uh, against me and newfound glory right on those are all bands that have been and will be on the warp tour yes this year next year the year after when we're 40 doesn't matter because <laughs> you know that half these bands are still going to be making records when we are ready to die oh yeah paramore is going to be like on their 10th album with like <laughs> their 40th guitar player <laughs> and that was our picks of the week. Hopefully one of us gets a point, maybe three points next week. Wasim, plug in that at audible.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash killrock. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go get it. Audible trial.com backslash backslash kill rock <laughs> thank you for joining us here at the kill rock podcast because wasami is back on the show we're gonna play come on may again go for it thank you guys for joining us on monday we have the band matter we're taking the next two weeks off from our warp tour band announcement we will see you in 2015 here is good luck varsity's come what may
Come 